Things are getting a little bit electrifying this week on The Cinema Crew with Village Cinemas. Electric drama that will shock you in the current world. The man that controls the electricity controls the future. Edison says he's months away from lighting up the world. But I have the better system. I'm trying to change the whole world. Westinghouse Electric Shell Endure. Want to succeed? Get yourself some enemies. Westinghouse Electric. Edison Electric. That's this week on The Cinema Crew Village Cinemas. Hello and welcome to The Cinema Crew, the podcast that talks new movies every week. My name is Michael Campbell, but you can call me Cambo. And joining me as always is Dan Miranda. Hello. And joining us is our favorite substitute, a feel-in person when we need to chat movies, Maddie Varko. Hello. Now, your chance to win a gold-class double pass coming up just a little later on, but first. I got to be honest with you. Tonight might not work. Trust me, I've never seen anything like this. Edison says he's months away from lighting up the world. But I have the better system. Soren. You know what you're doing. I love you more than anybody ever loved anybody. This is everything. I knew it. The world would never be the same. The current war. Remember December 2017? Blockbusters like The Last Jedi were huge hits and Oscar contenders like The Shape of Water and The Greatest Showman were just hitting the big screen. Well, it might surprise you to learn that this week's movie, a star-studded The Current War, was supposed to be amongst them. After a slew of behind-the-scenes drama, the film was put on a shelf until now. Dan, was it worth the wait? Ooh, potentially it was. I think because this film was made so long ago and I actually saw it, so long ago yeah. I think it's probably I don't know if the climate is better for it now I think it would have had a similar reaction I think the controversy that surrounded it was actually produced by the Weinstein company so I enjoyed this film it's yeah. for someone like myself who is not mechanically minded this film does a pretty good job at at explaining in layman's terms like the engineering specifics related to events that happen throughout it so it's the true story of Thomas Albert Edison played by Benedict Cumberbatch, and his rivalry with George Westinghouse, who's played by Michael Shannon. And Westinghouse prefers the alternating current, and Edison prefers direct current, a.k.a. AC slash DC. Ah, learning. (laughs) And also Nikola Tesla, played by Nicholas Holt, assists Westinghouse in his endeavours, and as the two moguls go head-to-head to see who will power the nation... They spark one of the first and greatest corporate feuds in American history, establishing for future titans of industry the need to break all the rules. This is a weird one because for whatever reason, and I don't know why, but I know quite a lot about this subject. Yeah, I, I thought you uh, might. Yeah, it's just something that always kind of interested me. It was always called the the War of Currents mm. or they've called it the Current War in this. Mm. And, yeah, it's it's this really fascinating feud between two types of current yeah but that is not the interesting part the interesting part is what these two men do to each yes, other to yes. try and discredit the other and history remembers edison as being quite a terrible man mm. and in fact they actually make him look better yeah. in this film than he really they was. glorify him a bit they do glorify maybe because it's bit. benedict uh and not to say he doesn't do bad things in the film he does but in real life just know he did worse things mm. than, than mm. what he does here i found this to be and i'm not sure if you'll agree with me here dan Kind of a frustrating movie because there's something really good yeah, there. Yeah, I agree. But it, I, I don't it know if it ever... doesn't does it? No. No. And despite having such a good cast, you think it's no reflection on those. I think it probably is in the pacing and the writing for me. Yeah. 
So quite a star-studded cast. You've got Benedict Cumberbatch, Michael Shannon, uh, Tom Holland, uh, Nicholas Holt, Catherine Waterston. That's a pretty big cast. Yeah. Are there any there, Maddie, that particularly stand out to you as people that you think are powerhouse performers, people you think maybe overrated? I was going to say Tom Holland, but he's just Spider-Man. Well, it's interesting because <laughs> That's a bit rude. he Sorry, made Tom this Holland, before but... he's at his current yeah. star status, so <laughs> yeah. he's quite young in it. And yeah. He's like – I was just I, thinking about he, the he's a, he's a bit wasted, to mm. be honest. Yeah, true. Uh, it is quite a small, frivolous yeah, role. Yeah. They stuck him on the poster. Yeah. Don't now get me did. wrong. Now they did. <laughs> and yeah. I bet you they didn't have to pay him no, the Tom Holland no. 2019, 2020 kind of rates of back then. Uh, but I think Michael Shannon and Benedict Cumberbatch are both really great. Yeah. And I think the rest of the supporting cast are kind of a bit wasted. Yeah. I think Tom Holland is really, kind of a thankless role. Nikola Tesla should be a really, really interesting character. That's what I was going to say. I want more of him. Yeah, but mm. he kind of, he pops in and out. Mm. And that's out. Nicholas. Nicholas Holt, Holt. Yeah. I loved him in the, fa- I love him. I loved him in The Favourite. He's great. Oh, he is fantastic. And that's what I mean. When you hear he's going to play Tesla, you're yes. like, that should be like, that should be really great. Mm. But it's, it's kind of a, like a missed opportunity yep. because mm. there is something there and he is quite good as Tesla. But- it's kind of, I don't know, I think you can tell this film has been tampered with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And maybe that's something that we should address. So, yeah, this was produced originally by the Weinstein Company uh, back in 2017, mm. and it was always going to be an Oscar contender. That mm. was the plan for it. And it makes sense. Beautiful-looking film. Beautiful. Period Costumes piece, are great, period yeah. pieces, true stories. All these things are, you Oscar know. Oscar bait. Oscar bait. Yep. And it had a festival screening back in 2017 that went quite bad. Mm. And there's a huge disagreement about from the director and Harvey Weinstein about what the film should be. And, of course, everything that happened to Harvey happened and the director actually got control of the film again and he recut it. Yeah. So the version that you see now is actually the director getting control back, yes. getting his film back and recutting it more to the film he wants it to be. So the director as well. Alfonso Gomez Rayon. He made a film a few years ago, a film that I love. It's called Me and Earl and the Dying I'm so Girl. glad I'm not the only person that loves that film. <laughs> yes. I love that film And he's so also much. directed the current HBO uh, series Hunters. Yes, yeah. Mm. So I think that he has uh, – he was also Martin Scorsese's assistant. Oh, and I think sense. when oh you know God. that, you can see a lot of that mm-hmm. in his style. His style is very kinetic, very frenetic. Yep. Camera's always moving. And there's always generally nice creative things. Mina on the Dying Girl has a lot of like stop motion animations and things like that. Wow. There are hints of that in this movie. Yeah. Some sequences where you can really see that he's he's making some interesting choices. There's even some stop motion animation, albeit of an electric chair, in this movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I mean about it being frustrating. There's yeah. bits where you're like, this, yeah. I can see where this could have been great. But I think it's just been tinkered with. Definitely. Image. But I think it, what you say about like the the style and the imagery on screen is what probably I would like more of. There's this one particular scene where it's a map of America and it's the battle between who are we going to go with alternate current or direct current and they use these light bulbs yeah. and they keep changing them from yellow to red and depending on which one it is, like it might be half red and then it's more yellow and it goes back and forth. And I really like that method of storytelling besides, you know, telling us what's happening. It would be hard to watch it when you know what this director is capable of because Me on the Dying Girl is, I honestly think, one of my favourite, quote-unquote, teen cancer movies. Yeah. It's, oh, right. I hate saying that, but it, that's what that. it is. But it's yeah. a genre. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it is. It's and weirdly like, a genre. It came out the same time that Fault in Our Stars did. And I remember all my friends were like, Fault in Our Stars, Fault in Our Stars. And I was that like kid that was like, no, me and the dying girl is like so deep, like <laughs> so much better than the Fault in Our Stars. So I can see how it would be frustrating watching this and just knowing that he is so capable of making a good film. 
And I'm sure it was a good film. It's probably just been tampered with way too much. It's that kind of thing where even though it's not like, and that's, that being said, it's still a very good film. Yeah. But it just, you can see that it could have been great. Yeah. And like there's there's that hints where you're like, this could have been like elevated. So, and it could have been like an Oscar contender. and all, But it's just kind of like, it's a good movie, but it never elevates to a great movie. But it's also that kind of thing where I'm still going to see everything this guy makes because I know this wasn't his fault. No. So who should see The Current Wall? So this one's kind of reminding me of The Professor and The Madman. So I would say if you're really into period dramas, because there's been quite a resurgence of them recently, so if you want to go watch another period drama, go for it. It's got some pretty good performances um, for anyone that is fascinated by the history of, you know, such iconic figures, although it's not completely historically accurate. And as as I said before, that's it's laden with pacing issues, in my opinion. It's entertaining enough to keep a contemporary audience invested. Also still in cinemas, Bloodshot. Vin Diesel's comic book movie. Queen and Slim. A romantic drama. And The Legend of Baron Toa. The son of a famed wrestler comes back. Yes, you can hear about all of those movies and in fact everything that's in cinemas right now in our back catalogue, which you can access from whichever podcast app you'd like. Now, for your chance to win a gold-class double pass, simply head to the Village Cinema's Facebook or Instagram page, look for the Cinema Crew post and answer the question, what is your favourite Benedict Cumberbatch movie? Simply leave your answer with the hashtag TheCinemaCrew for your chance to win. Next week, another family sequel in Trolls World Tour and a famous story like you've never seen it before in the personal history of David Copperfield. But until then, thank you, Maddie. No problem. Thank you, Dan. Thank you. My name is Cambo, and this is The Cinema Crew with Village Cinemas.